We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Cavs Pacers tonight on the road. Let's see if the Cavs can uh, continue to fend off their road bugaboo. We also have Cowboys at Titans, and it's time to find out. What Josh Dobbs can really do. All those folks who for the first, what is it, 11, 10, 11 weeks of the season were like, I don't know why you haven't put Josh Dobbs into the game. All right, he's more athletic than Jacoby Brissett. And I think you should go ahead and play Josh Dobbs. There's a big part of me that hopes that Josh Dobbs looks like Dookie on Thursday Night Football tonight. There's the self-interested part of me who wants to watch a good football game and hates the Tennessee Titans for making this game not interesting by by sitting or preparing to sit or limiting a lot of their best players, right? But there's another part of me that just wants Josh Dobbs to make everybody. Because here's the thing, guys, it's not about you. I, I promise. It's not that any Browns fan annoys me. It's just the thing that annoys me more than anything in every town, the most important the most popular player tends to be the backup quarterback, no matter whether it's warranted or not. Like uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas really just put Derek Carr, a guy who carried the franchise for a decade, a guy who maybe never became an MVP quarterback, but a guy who's been one of the 12 best quarterbacks on average over the last decade. And they just dumped him on his ass to avoid an injury that would make them pay him $40 million a year for the next three years. And they're going to, ah, we got to find out what we have in Jared Stidham. I'm going to tell you what you have in Jared Stidham. You have ass. The man is ass. He is certified grade A American ass. That's what Jared Stidham is. But Josh McDaniels, who is so close to getting man genied, 
And I'm not talking about the winning four straight games at the end of the season. He's already won a bunch of games that that probably saved him from getting fired. I'm saying the guy who's going to be going into his second season uh, in, in Las Vegas, and everybody knows he's just dead man walking. That's Josh McDaniels. And his parting gift to Las Vegas fans is I'm going to swap out Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's not about Cleveland fans, I promise you. But I look forward to seeing what Josh Dobbs has today. And you know... We've had a lot of conversations about the Browns, the state of the Browns. Paul D. Podesta, by the way, still has a job today. Don't know what it is. All right. I heard uh, Mary Kay Cabot was on with Jonathan this morning. I heard some definition. Well, he's kind of uh, involved in every kind of decision there. He's a baseball guy. He should be fired. Oh, uh, by the way, Joe Woods also should be fired. I, I just think I'm just going to start because, you know, it's one of those things when you have a conversation about anything, you start talking about anything other than the thing you've been talking about for like a month. People go, well, why aren't you talking about that thing you've talked about all month? So in every segment for the rest of the show, I'm going to try and find a way to say Joe Woods and Paul DePodesta should be fired. We got, we're going to talk to Cavs in about uh, 30 minutes. I'm going to try and work in a DePodesta and Joe Woods should get fired. Ohio State's going to make a lot of the 3 o'clock hour up today. Going to have to work in a deep pedestrian Joe Wood should get fired. Just so everybody knows exactly where I sit with two games to go. But there's another truth. It's, it's time, guys. All right? And this is not me attacking you. It's not me attacking Deshaun Watson. It's not me. I just, I think we've gotten to the point where we haven't wanted to say the most truthful thing we could about the Cleveland Browns out loud. Because we're too busy attacking Joe Woods and Paul DePodesta, who, by the way, should be fired. We have not said the thing that I think is causing all of us to be a lot more disinterested in the final two games of the season. And it's not that they got eliminated from the playoffs. Although, man, we got to make sure we say that the last two games of the season are meaningless. Uh, That's another thing we have to work into every segment. I won't be doing that. It does feel like everybody's trying to make sure we know these next two games don't matter. Deshaun Watson, let's just say this out loud. We're all thinking this. We're all feeling this. Deshaun Watson's been a disappointment so far. I think Deshaun Watson, while while I'm saying that, I think Deshaun Watson has been better since the Houston game. I think the Browns clipped his wings because of weather and they were ahead against the Ravens. So I, I don't think that box score really tells how well he played. Uh, I think the drops really impact the way that uh, people think he played against the Saints. I think he played just fine. Did he have moments where he disappeared? Yes. Did he have moments where he didn't look as crisp? Yes. He was throwing the ball in Gale Force wins. Going into that game, I said, give me like three, three big throws from Deshaun. That's all I need. And Kevin Stefanski said, well, let's do 31 big throws. Let's go ahead and just have the guy push the ball down the field all game long. So whereas against the Ravens, the Browns clipped Deshaun's wings, and it really hurt his ability to play uh, what I think at the level he was actually playing at in that game. And by the way, it was the right decision. They were winning. I think they clipped his wings against the Saints because they put too much on him in that game. But I still think he played reasonably well compared to Houston and how he played against Houston four weeks ago. All of that being said, none of it erases the fact that Sean Watson has been an immense disappointment on the field. Off the field, he has been honest. 
He has been direct about how his own play has been. He's actually given you and me, you're going to hear some of it in the first little uh, first bit of the show today. You're going to hear some of the Deshaun Watson stuff. He's been forthright. He's been honest about football matters. I don't have any reason to believe that the the therapy side of things, the, the treatment side of things is going poorly. As a matter of fact, every time we've had somebody on the air that's talked about that, that's actually one of the things that's going best. He's really doing well is the word around the NFL. We've had guests say it on this station this week. But on the field, the part that in the end is really going to tell the tale here, the, the, tale, the, the part that I think so many people just want to be good, so many people in this town. I mean, when we when we heard from Deshaun, and Deshaun was like, yeah, I'm not talking about football stuff. Uh, respectfully, I just want to – I'm not going to talk the non-football stuff. Respectfully, I just want to talk football. So many people in this town bought a hook, line, and sinker. Yes, I don't want you to talk about that other stuff. It doesn't matter. Football's the only thing matter. That B- uh, Bamani Jones hit piece from this weekend, and we haven't talked about that. Bomani Jones sent two of his guys from what I think he's working for HBO now. Um, he sent two of his guys to the Muni lot and just they just sought out drunken idiots. So how do you feel about the Deshaun Watson thing? And you know what? The drunk idiots gave in. They gave him everything they wanted. Ah, you know, he hasn't been convicted. And uh, yeah, that was a hit piece. Thank you, Bomani. Cleveland needed Bomani Jones to go ahead and, and take a stick and whack us over the head again. I notice he didn't interview or have the people interview any doctoral candidates in that one. Didn't seem like anybody sober was interviewed in that one. But on the field, Deshaun Watson has been a massive disappointment. That is a fact that we need to all address. And guys, the fact that he hasn't played, that he didn't play for almost 700 days... Now today it doesn't matter. You know how I, you know how I know it doesn't matter because the the little bit and I always had this hunch if Deshaun struggles people are going to use the Cleveland Browns as a piñata. Now I'm not talking about the Bomani thing anymore. Dove Kleiman, who's a reporter said that Denver made the worst trade in NFL history when they traded for Russell Wilson. Oh, okay, well that's probably true. There looks like they're going to give away a top five pick. And Russ, you don't know if he's going to be able to play. And then he said the Browns trade for Deshaun Watson doesn't appear to be much better. Cleveland gave up three first round picks and more to get Watson plus $230 million fully guaranteed. Backup Jacoby Brissett has outplayed him. If you think that guy is the last guy that with every start that isn't up to Deshaun Watson's vintage level, if you think that's the last person to criticize Deshaun Watson, and by the way, most of these jackasses, I almost went off the off the res on that one. <laughs> almost let the tiger out of the cage, putting him back now. If you think it, most of the jackasses that are about to criticize Deshaun for how he plays over the next two weeks, if Deshaun continues to struggle, most of the people that have started saying, Deshaun Watson is bad. The Browns made a mistake are the same idiots who before Deshaun came back were like, he's got six games to figure it out, and you know what really matters is he's good next year. So it's just about shaking off the rust. Why? Because people want to take shots at the Browns for making this trade. So I can see how when you hear me say 
the thing that we all agree, Deshaun has been a disappointment if you lump me in with those jackasses. But I think the reality is we've got four games in now. I think I've seen some progress from Deshaun, but at no point have I looked and said, oh, I'm feeling a little relief. I'm not feeling the pressure of this trade. At no point have I felt anything like that. I very much feel the pressure of this trade. As a Browns fan, I very much feel like, oh, this is not, I, I need something here. I need some reason to stay in pocket with Deshaun here. I need some reason to believe that the Browns are going to pull this off. And so before the throngs of jackasses on a national level descend on Cleveland and take the low-hanging fruit shots at the Cleveland Browns, I'm going to start the show with this question. 216-578-0092. How certain are you that Deshaun Watson and the Deshaun decision will work out for Cleveland. If the Browns were 4-0 with Deshaun Watson and they had still only had three touchdowns offensively with him at the helm in four games, you and I wouldn't care as much. If the Browns were, and by the way, that means they would not just be in the playoff hunt, but that means they would be uh, eight and, God, man, this is so freaking hard. The eight and seven. And with two games to go, they would put him not in necessarily in the driver's seat, but right in the thick of the playoff race if they had just not lost to Cincinnati and New Orleans. But they did lose those games. They are 2-2 two and two with Deshaun Watson. And when you lose a game like New Orleans, and when and you know what? Deshaun didn't lose the game. I really want to be clear about that. Deshaun through four games has been a disappointment. But he didn't lose you that Saints game. Kevin Stefanski lost you that Saints game. Um, your defense lost you that Saints game. Paul D. Podesta and Joe Woods, who should both be fired. Lost. See, I told you I was going to do it. That's uh, the second segment I've done. It. They lost you that game. Deshaun Watson made a lot of really big throws. There's uh, In the back of my head, those throws to Njoku, the open touchdown to Omari Cooper. I think the processing time is kind of starting to get there for Deshaun. I think if you if you have a chance to beat Washington, it's because of Deshaun Watson. I think this might be a game. He might have to win you. And the good thing is, this team's going to be able to stop Nick Chubb in the run game up front. So it might come down to Ken Deshaun Watson ball out. But four games in, let's just be honest. We knew rust was going to be an issue. We didn't know there was this much rust. Right? This is like when you buy a car that its whole life has been in Ohio. And you're like, I'm sure there's some rust. And then they're like, oh, we actually have to replace the body of the car. That's the kind of rust we're talking about. And in fairness, because I I do want to be fair to Deshaun, because that's the thing. I think people have either been completely harsh on Deshaun and over-the-top harsh on Deshaun on and off the field, or they've completely made every excuse in the book on and off the field. I have no reason or want to make any excuses for Deshaun. But in the name of fairness, for a guy who might be here for the next five years or longer, The Browns have not helped him out. The offensive line has been inconsistent. They've not, I mean, the Browns have just completely bailed on the idea of running the ball, especially in games where he could have, it could have made him better like the Saints game. And that defense sucks. I don't care um, what, uh, I don't care that they have the best secondary. I saw that. The best uh, secondary in all the NFL by secondary EPA, I don't care about that because the reality is that's the only way they're good. 
They don't consistently get to the quarterback. They don't consistently generate turnovers, and they don't stop the run. They're not a good defense. But that doesn't stop us from saying this isn't what you wanted. This isn't what we all thought we might get by game four from Deshaun Watson. And so that leads us to the question. Have you lost faith that the Deshaun trade is going to work out for the Cleveland Browns? Because I haven't. Is he a lot rustier than I thought? Yep, absolutely. Do I question a lot of how Kevin Stefanski has used him, especially in that Saints game? Yep. But I think all you can ask, knowing where he was in the Houston game, I think all you can ask for those next three games was flashes. And he's given you those flashes. He made winning throws against uh, New Orleans late in that game. He should have had two touchdowns in that New Orleans game. Actually, no, he should have three touchdowns in that New Orleans game. There was the drops at the end of the game, and then there was the Amari Cooper drop. We had to settle for three. If he has three touchdowns and three more passes completed, you and I are doing dances in the aisle because, one, they win that game. They're still in the playoff hunt, and it would have been Deshaun's best game statistically. Now we also live in reality. Those things didn't happen. The Browns have three uh, three scoring touchdowns, three offensive touchdowns with Deshaun Watson in four games. I am disappointed now. I don't look in the future fearful that Deshaun is going to be a bust. And it feels like a lot of people who coming into this said, ah, Deshaun's going to be rusty. The Dove Climans of the world, the NFL analysts, ah, well, Deshaun's going to be rusty. And now four games in, they're like, ah, this is as bad as the Russell Wilson deal. That is just low-hanging fruit BS. I don't agree with it. The Browns still have almost everything they need to win offensively with Deshaun Watson. Offensively, they're so much closer to where they need to be than defensively or any other place in the organization. Deshaun Watson just needs the thing nobody wants to give a player ever. It's the same thing the Cavs need. Time. 216-578-0092. It's okay to say Deshaun has been a disappointment. He hasn't played up to what you traded him, what you gave him a $230 million contract. But I'm not yet starting to doubt his ability to make this trade work out for the Cleveland Browns. Alvin! Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir. It's only me, uh, but I am I happy. I don't think he's been a disappointment. You know, uh, he's been out for almost two years, and he's just really getting acclimated to a new system. And besides, your coach, our coach, is he's just not calling the, the right plays. He got him throwing the ball too much instead of having us run the ball to open up the pass play. That's the strength of our whole team. All right, run the real ball. quick, Alvin, because I'll give you a chance to rebuttal, I promise. Uh, okay. They had a top 10 scoring offense uh, six weeks ago, and they've scored three touchdowns in four games. Is that what right, you okay. so is that what you expected? If I told you before the Texans game, all right, you're going to be 2-2 two and two in your next four games, and Deshaun and the offense are going to have scored three touchdowns in four games. Is that you would have been okay with that going into that stretch? I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you. The way the way that our coachman called these plays, I I can I could have believed that seriously because I didn't expect him to just come in and just for us to win all the way out. I didn't expect that because number one, our defense is not standing up for him to do that. Like you said, he had a lot of good throws. They dropped the ball. Defense, they let how you let four guys chase him. Hill, he dragged four guys into the end zone for a touchdown. 
That's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. So basically, it, it all lies on for real. It all lies on the coaching staff and some of those defensive players. They need to learn how to tackle and they learn how to play in the, in a good scheme. But I don't think he's been a disappointment. Alvin, I appreciate you, buddy. Happy New Year. Um, I agree with you on the defense. The defense is it, listen. The defense is why you were four and seven through eleven games, and the defense is why you're two and two in four games. But the difference is Jacoby was not supposed to be able to lift you to wins. He actually lifted you to a win or two. I actually think Jacoby probably kept you in a couple games in those first 11 games. I don't know we can say the same thing about Deshaun. And yes, the standard is higher. And I think I think you are giving Deshaun, and I'm not talking about the person, I'm talking about the football player now, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on that. I think you're giving Deshaun a mighty big pass by by saying, ah, this is all about Kevin Stefanski. Kevin is culpable. Kevin has some real things as a head coach he needs to work on. This is a guy that had a top 10 scoring offense with Jacoby Brissett until five weeks ago, and this is a guy that two years ago had Baker Mayfield as one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL. That didn't go away overnight. Only one thing changed overnight, and that was going from Jacoby Brissett to Deshaun Watson. 216-578-0092. How certain are you the Deshaun decision will work out for Cleveland? Jeremy on Twitter. Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, saying uh, Deshaun has made improvements and he's not going to come in and be what he was two years ago. Football takes time and repetition. Repetitions. I, I, I know that word. Uh, it's like walking away from a trade for two years. You will be rusty. Unless you're a pen pusher. Uh, Rebecca Dodson saying, uh, at best, uncertain. And Bob saying, I lost faith in the Browns when the Browns gave up their souls for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I was on um, in about 30 minutes. I'm going to be on with Grant and Danny in Washington, D.C. Did a little pre-tape there. A little radio magic for all you guys out there. But uh, Grant asked me, you know, how are, how are people in Cleveland with Deshaun? And I said, I feel like the, there's a vocal minority who everything with Deshaun is excuses, right? Right? Those, uh, the, the lawsuits were a hoax. The, it was all a money grab, right? He's never done anything wrong. No, he was never charged with anything. And now it's, well, but he hasn't played in two years. Of course it was going to be three touchdowns and four games bad. And then on the opposite side, there's another vocal minority, of which I think Bob falls in. And Bob, please don't take that as an insult. I, I absolutely understand why people are mortified by trading for a player with the accusations and lawsuits that Deshaun has or had against him when the Browns made that trade. And then I think there's like 80% in the middle just kind of holding up our hands and like, all right, is the football ever going to be worth this deal with the devil that was made? And it's not about Deshaun. It's not what, what Deshaun really did. It's about an organization that acted desperately. There's no other de definition the football trade itself, guys, you would you would every team in America would say, I'll I'll I would trade Baker Mayfield and three first round picks and all these other picks and two hundred and thirty million dollars if it meant I could go from Baker to Deshaun Watson. Every team in the NFL would make that you know why? Because New Orleans tried to make it too. Because Carolina tried to make it too. Atlanta tried to make it too. So it's not about Deshaun on the field or really what it's about. And the more I think about it, the NFL just allowing 
a player with those accusations and lawsuits to be traded. It wasn't fair to Deshaun. It wasn't fair to any team looking after him and trying to get him, and it wasn't fair to the team trying to trade him. And it it might be one of the real disappointing things, and there's been a few of them for Roger Goodell, but allowing Deshaun to be traded at that exact moment when they allowed him to be traded is still uh, one of the more sickening things that the NFL is allowed to do. Because then there wasn't... There was no reason. If you're a Browns fan, if you've been a Browns fan, you don't know Deshaun Watson from Adam. It's not the same thing as if you drafted and developed that guy. It's not the same thing if if you've been ride or die with that guy and you think you know that guy. But 80% of us in the middle are just looking for some football reason to hope that this isn't going to end up with egg on the Browns' face. And my biggest doubt actually isn't Deshaun. My biggest doubt isn't actually um, the players in that locker room wanting this to work out. My biggest doubt is still the Cleveland Browns, the organization. I can't erase, I can't scrub away from my brain their response at any of the points they've talked about trading for him. And I got to be honest, I heard Kevin Stefanski the other day talking about the New Orleans game in a game where he made Deshaun Watson throw 31 times in gale force winds in sub-zero temperatures. And he's like, yeah, Deshaun's got to be better. I was like, whoa, Kevin. Kevy, Kev, Kev. Kevin Kevin Stefanski says nothing. And I mean nothing. And then he's like, yeah, you got to be better against the Saints. That's for sure. I thought that was a pretty embarrassing look yesterday from Kevin. Maybe we'll play that coming back here, but we do have a, a lot of reaction on this. Well, let's go with Tom. Tom, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to waste your time and my time talking about the positives or negatives of Deshaun Watson. Like you say, he's not the problem. The problem is that whole franchise is it. In the last five, six days is summing it up for me. They're in total disarray. I mean, for two years I've been calling the fan – and talking about, to me, Kevin Stefanski's not a top-caliber head coach. Mm-hmm. He is the most predictable play-calling head coach I have seen in the NFL this year. It's almost wa- like watching replays every week. Same stuff under the same conditions. And, and when certain plays were needed, you knew what he was going to call. I'm sure you see that. I mean, I see it, and I'm, I don't consider myself to be such an expert on this game. Buddy, happy new year. We appreciate your time, okay? Have a good one. Tom there, giving us a call, 216-578-0092. I got to be honest with you. I sidebarred you a little bit there because I, I saw Red when talking about the Browns organization, and I've, I've thrown us all off the scent here. So I did want to throw out this question. We're four games in. We got two games to go in the regular season with Deshaun Watson. How certain are you that Deshaun Watson and this decision is going to work out from Cleveland? Has the doubt started to creep in? So Real Xavier P uh, has been tweeting at me, and I'm going to try and sum them up, mostly because I've had a few more tweets, and I can't remember like the, the, the correct order of this. But, you know, I think it's okay to say Deshaun has been a disappointment, I think it's also okay to say Deshaun needs to be better. I just don't want to hear Kevin Stefanski say it. Kevin Stefanski covers everyone's ass, right? It's It, it was like a weird misplaced, oh, well, he's got to be better. 
He didn't say that about Miles Garrett, who got benched for a series, and then wouldn't tell us why Miles really got benched. We just got the one report on it, right? Um, he has refused to say Joe Woods has to be better. He's go- oh well, we all have to be better. I wonder if there is some tension in this organization. Again, tension is normal. When I say tension, it doesn't mean that the Browns wouldn't make this trade again today. It doesn't mean that it's gonna the trade's gonna get a bunch of people fired, right? It tension happens in every organization when you've lost more than you've won. There should be tension in the Browns organization. But I do wonder if Kevin's a little frustrated with the Deshaun experience to this point. And to that I would say, mind your business. If Kevin it if Kevin had been flawless all year long, I'd get it. But then again, they would have been four and seven. If Kevin had handled his own business, like firing his defensive coordinator, like sticking to the run earlier, and, and listen, I understand. I understand there have been times where it has made sense to go away from the run. I understand that the offensive line has been not the offensive line we all signed up for. All those things are fair. I think I think the a lot of the stuff on offense are reasons, not excuses. But Kevin Stefanski lives in a glass house, and he's throwing stones. As small as that comment might seem to people, it's magnified when that's really the only thing of substance he said on this game the last time he spoke to the media yesterday. Does Deshaun have to be better? Yes. Do I understand? I understand 100% if you are uncertain that this deal is going to work out for the Cleveland Browns. The last guy to doubt it or the last guy to criticize Deshaun Watson should be Kevin Stefanski. It'd be the same thing as if uh, Jack Conklin, and we like Jack. Jack has uh, signed the contract extension. He's a good guy. He's just not played good football this year. But Jack's their fourth best offensive lineman on PFF grading this year. It'd be like Jack coming out and being like, man, can you believe how Deshaun looked today? <laughs> Do better, Hoss. And with all of this, the reality is Deshaun needs to be better. The Browns need to be more consistent. This is where, you know what? I'll say this. Kevin Stefanski does deserve criticism for the way Deshaun has played. I don't think he's been the reason Deshaun has only scored three touchdowns in four games. That's drops and that's rust. Most of that belong most of that blame belongs on those things. Drops in the Saints game and and shaking off rust. But you know what would have been a lot easier for Deshaun Watson to step into? If they had an actual offensive system, or not in the system, they've got a system, an identity. And the Browns don't. Their identity is uh, we win whichever way we win on any given week. Maybe this week we're going to throw it 35 times with a backup quarterback. Maybe next week we're going to run it 35 times. The Browns didn't have and haven't for a while now since 2020. They haven't had an a, a ideology. They haven't had an identity to fall back on. 216-578-0092. Paul, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us today? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, uh, sir. I have, a slightly diff- I have a slightly different take on Deshaun and his current situation, and I'll back that up first by saying I was not in favor of doing this, but we did it, and it's over. 
But I think when they heard that he had an 11-game suspension, I think they gave up the season. And when he came in, they knew that they had, what was it, a 20% or less chance of making the playoffs. And I think that as an organization, maybe we're not giving them enough credit. I think they thought to themselves, let's put this guy through everything he's going to face here in a typical year. So you go into a game that's the coldest game that we've ever played. He throws 31 passes. I think they were like, you go out there and you pass that ball. You get used to your receivers. You get used to this weather. It's all about next year at this point, in my opinion. And I think that's what they're thinking. They're not going to tell us that. But I think they're just run this guy through his paces, get him back into football, and let's come back next year with a full year of normality, quote, unquote, and see what we got. And I will also say that I am seeing his skills. It's not playing out very well, but he is 2-2 two and two now, and I think he's going to be fine. I still wouldn't have done it, but I think maybe that's what the Brown strategy might be. Paul, Happy New Year, buddy. We appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you so much. We do have Joshua Perry coming up in 10 minutes, by the way. Um, I don't know that I can discount the theory that with, with six games to go, the Browns internally said, um, I, we just got to get Deshaun ready, right? There were a lot of people going to the Texans game when the Browns, I believe, were four and seven. That's yeah, 11 games. Math, carry the two. But I believe there are a lot of people saying, ah, well, the Browns' only job is to get Deshaun Watson ready. To which I say, no. The Browns, at the time, I felt this way. Even though the Browns had a 3% chance or a 7 whatever it was before the Texans game. As long as you're in the playoff hunt, as long as you have a mathematical chance at the playoffs, you have to play like it. You have to act like it. And you have to have a sense of urgency. And if the Browns use Deshaun's suspension and him coming off it as an excuse, then pox on them. They've already been fired. Because you know who didn't use a rookie quarterback with a concussion and starting with a different quarterback and then quarterback juggling because of injury as an excuse? The Pittsburgh friggin' Steelers. And yet here we stand with two weeks to go and they're playing for a playoff spot. And if they beat you two weeks from now, there's a really good chance Pittsburgh could be in the playoffs. And two weeks ago, you had a better chance of making the playoffs. Or three weeks ago, you had a better chance of making the playoffs than they did. If the Browns are using internally Deshaun's suspension as an excuse, Jimmy Haslam owes it to you and everybody else to, to find out whoever. Trace those emails, trace those phone calls, and fire those idiots. Because that's not how football works. That's, that's not how building winner, winning culture works. And this organization gets real comfortable with excuses. And I'll be honest with you, that, that pisses me off more than anything else they've done in the last 10 years. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.